Today's reading is from the very end of Matthew's Gospel and contains what's called the Great Commission. Go therefore, Jesus says, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This could be a glorious, affirming, life-giving call to service. But here's the problem. For most of the church's history, it's been the opposite. It has instead been used to justify forced conversion of local peoples, particularly as the European empires spread. Similar to the words of St. Paul in the hands of southern plantation owners, it became a vile, perverted justification for persecution, subjugation, and erasing of the cultures of entire peoples, and was done in the name of God. We, and I speak especially as a white European male, not just did wrong, but convinced ourselves we were doing right. Worse still, telling ourselves while doing so that we wore God's righteous mantle. Four years ago, I had the privilege of preaching at St. Mary's Cathedral in the heart of Johannesburg, South Africa. The congregation was almost entirely black South African, and they had no reason to receive me, far less to welcome me as they did. And the building in which they worshipped was originally a temple, a shrine in so many ways to that old interpretation of the Great Commission, that perversion of Jesus' words. It's a Romanesque Italian cathedral on the African high veldt, filled with imperial symbols and with representations of a very white God. And yet there they worshipped and welcomed me so warmly they invited me back to administer ashes in the Eucharist at the beginning of Lent. Me, the child of one of their former imperial masters, whom they would have been justified in rejecting, even reviling. Me, who was the one who should have been on my knees wearing ashes and more besides. They welcomed me. Amazing grace has been worn down to a cliche, but that's what it was, the only thing it can have been. And that's because that cathedral, those people, had been transformed by God and now offered others, including me, that chance of transformation. That's not to say that South Africa in 2016 was perfect, that the post-apartheid dream had been realized, because it hadn't, it hasn't still, especially economically, but something, something had changed. Led by some remarkable, forgiving, generous black South Africans, one a former Dean of St. Mary's, Desmond Tutu, and the other an occasional visitor there, the astonishing Nelson Mandela. In them, the fullness of God's vision for us, the love that is here, there, and everywhere, the love that is for you, for me, and for all our neighbors, the love that is forgiveness, began to transform that country. And for all the disappointments since, we still see God's hand in that transforming love. Today is Trinity Sunday, 
which has given rise to more bad sermons than any other Sunday in the year. Explaining the mystery of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit can lead preachers down rabbit holes of abstraction and into dead ends of arid intellectualism. At the best of times, that's bad. But during these days through which we're living, with our church physically at the epicenter of it, that would be unforgivable. Unforgivable because we are called to bring peace to the world, not to philosophize. Unforgivable because we are called to bring justice to the world, not to theorize. But most unforgivable of all, because neither of those will truly happen unless we are enabled to engage with all the depth and fullness and diversity that is the entirety of our living God. To be clear, our God is not three separate gods, is not three different people, and is not a hierarchy of leader and led. Our God is one God, who explains that to us in three different ways, so that we can truly understand that depth and fullness and diversity. But to bring the three back into one, this explanation, these names, these terms have one single aim. And that is to let us, God's creatures, understand that only one thing matters. As Bishop Michael Curry reminds us again and again and again, our God is a God of love who calls us to walk the way of love. That was also the message of Tutu and Mandela. That was the transformation they prayed for in South Africa in 1994. And that, that is the American transformation we pray for in 2020. To help us fully comprehend that essential message of transforming love, the Trinity explains how all-encompassing our God is in ways that our earthbound, time-bound minds cannot truly comprehend. The Trinity tells us that God is not just up there, out of reach, almighty, omnipotent, untouchable, timeless and outside of time. God was also down here as one of us 2,000 years ago. Someone who loved and laughed and cried, experienced human pain and died a violent human death. A sacrificial human death to end human violence. But what the Trinity also tells us is that God didn't just show up at the beginning and the end, but is here with us right now. And what the Trinity tells us is that God is not just up there and down here, and not just outside of time and here at a specific point in time. Now what the Trinity also tells us is that between those two operates the Holy Spirit, who is in time and outside of time, who is up there and down here, and all the places in between. What the Trinity tells us is that God is past, present, and future. What the Trinity tells us is that God is in all of us, black, white, and every other color. What it tells us 
is that God loves you, loves me, and loves everyone else. What it tells us is that God is in absolutely everything. Some people talk about the dance of the Trinity. I don't find that an entirely helpful phrase. But what it's getting at is that the creativity and dynamism and energy of God flows from that constant interaction between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, between the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer. This dynamism, this constant movement, is what carries us forward and it lifts us up, which is not to say that we humans can't fall backwards and downwards, time without number. But the Trinity, God, is constantly creating, constantly inspiring, constantly freeing us from the prisons of our own making. So where has God, this dynamic trinity, been in the week that we have just lived? Well, first, in the death of George Floyd, God has brought us to see the same senselessness and the same hopefulness that we see in the death of the Son of Jesus Christ. A violent, unnecessary, uncalled for killing of one human being by another, but a violent death which also seems to have convinced many that violent policing methods must end, that racism must end, and that justice must be done. As for the Holy Spirit this week, it's been at work in the protesters, young and old, on our streets, outside our church, caring for and sharing with each other, and has been seen especially in the passion, the determination, but above all the dignity of our sisters and brothers in Black Lives Matter. And that same Holy Spirit has been flowing through these streets, increasing, strengthening, making louder still Jesus' call for justice, for equality, for love. And finally, it's in our true leaders, church and civic, that we see the timeless and gathering nature of the Creator God, already working to ensure that in the course of time, none of this will be lost, and that this just cause will finally succeed. To have seen riot police blocking the way to our church, and to have seen the way this symbolic building has been misused, have been jarring, disturbing to many of us in a profoundly unsettling way. But this is also truly a moment of potential transformation. The opportunity for a new Great Commission to make disciples of all the world. But this time, not of a God of power, of privilege, and of subjugation enforced by violence. No, this time, disciples of a God who loved us so much as to create us, who loved us so much as to die for us on a cross, and who now loves us so much as to forgive us again and again and again. And God does all this because God wants nothing more and nothing less than all of us, God's children, to live together as equals, 
in an unending dance of dynamic, creative, and transforming love. Amen.